In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, things change. The Playbook. The Podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. Who this? It's the Q-Diggity Dog. It's the Q-Dog of a house. That's right, in the Moran family studio with my wife, Jeannie Moran. Hey, baby. We got the studio audience guest today that's going to keep her mouth closed, but her name is Gracie. Gracie, say hi. Hi. I said keep your mouth closed. Jeez. Anyway, let's get to it. Jeannie is going to run this episode. She didn't even know that. But after um, things changed the journey, she felt like it was important for us to talk about um, the playbook. And the playbook is where we give you the nuts and the bolts about how to carry out this greatness. And when Jeannie says she wants something, guess what? I get it. She's going to get it. Most of the time. Most of the time is right. All right. So let's do this, honey. Lead us in this episode. Go. Well, last episode, we talked about all the different things that are changing and what we've been going through. And um, I just kind of thought, you know, it sounds like we're just offloading a bunch of information on what's happening, but not how we're getting through it. And um, a huge part of why you do this is because you want to help guys figure out how to get through or change or do better. So um, I just thought maybe we should share how we've been navigating through the beginning of the year, trying to get past the 2020 funk and into 2021 without dragging all the crap behind with us. Um, so we'll start with you. You started a plan with the kids and gave them a goals list to go through to see where they're at, what kind of changing their focus, I guess, instead of looking at 2020, the crap year, it was, what did you appreciate about 2020? What are three things that, that, you know, you enjoyed or you loved or, um, you know, what was your important to you? And then you had them build their, their goals from there. Why don't you explain that? I will. And, um, I've got to get the paper looking at the paper. I kind of lined it out this way. Um, and I did call it like a 2021 goal list and I will do what I can to get a picture of this up for y'all to see, or maybe even a form for you to download. I don't know how to do that on my website yet. I need to up my sophistication. Um, three things I'm thankful for in 2020. And then three things I would do differently in 2020. And then goals for 2021. And it's it says one to three goals for 2021. And here's some category examples. Uh, personal goals, health goals, school or work goals, and extra goals. So everybody in the house didn't participate, but we did have a decent amount of participation. And um, my mini-me, Lil Mo, I talked to her this morning because we were having a cup of coffee. And it it occurred to me that maybe a great idea for this 2021 goals list is to do it monthly as opposed to just waiting to do it once a year. Cause I like to see where I'm at as far as the target goes. Well, and smaller goals are easier too. Like for me, that's, that's one of the things that I think is what Rita and I discovered. I can't look at 12 months out, but I can look at 12 weeks out. 
past 12 weeks and it overwhelms me. It seems like there's too much distance and too many opportunities to screw it up. So maybe Mo is thinking the same thing of doing incremental. I think she's with me. I think she has, has that, um, I think she has that DNA that I have where you want to know what the main goal is. And then you, you like, like <laughs> you like mini goal to get there. Cause I like to, I live a lot in my, um, imagination. And if I can imagine a goal and imagine myself getting there and becoming something, it really gets me excited. And then if I can take many goals and plan around to get myself moving in that direction and make sure that I'm staying on target, um, it helps me do incremental uh, development. But what this also does is help to remind me what I appreciate about the month of time I just went through. And then kind of taking a peek at saying, what would I have done different? And then what is the goal to go forward? So that is the goal sheet. And I'll be happy to share this goal sheet either on this episode or on a, another episode on its own. Go, honey. Now, the other thing that we noticed, and um, so Quincy's been going through a lot because he's working from home on, on quarantine. We've been going through a lot as a family. Um, you know, we lost grandpa this year. Almost lost my dad this year. Thankfully, he's good now. But there's been a lot of ups and downs. We've had Aaron moving in and out. We've had Josiah moving in. We've had to reconstruct parenting. And um, in all of that, you've been dealing with a tremendous amount of stress coming just from the work front. Because 2020 and all of its COVID rules and all the changes with the industry and the things going on. And then you've got, you know, new competitors coming in and just a lot of stuff yeah. on your plate in the midst of that your your location went down because covid <laughs> it just it, we had to have a lot of people on zoom calls you had to work from home it's hard for you to manage when you can't be in the middle of it you know yeah they can see your pretty face but you can't actually go grill to grill with somebody when you need to work something out and um i noticed there were several days where you were kicking back through conversations that we've done in previous episodes. You know, reevaluating is this really where I want to be? Is this really what I want to do? Um, is there changes that I need to make? You know, evaluations came out, di different things were going on, and it just seemed like your self esteem was getting kicked in the balls. Excuse my expression. I'm you let me lead, so it goes my way now, not no, yours. I, I say that too. My self esteem was. If you ever saw Beavis and Butthead and it was like, kick me in the jimmy, boy, life was kicking away at the jimmy. It, it has been, and I noticed um, in the last few weeks, you started kind of going towards your goals, but at the same time, you had so much trying to balance managers' meetings, trying to balance your location stuff, personal stuff, having to help with the kids because I was down, and then a friend called. And just happened to have just the right word when you needed it. And it was like everything just shifted. So what happened? Well, like I shared with the kids on Family Faith Night. And I don't, I don't do a lot to share my faith on this podcast. And it's not like I'm going to start here. But, you know, I do pray and meditate uh, just about every single day. And it helps me kind of keep that true north. And I had been really praying through these situations 
that were going on because I've, I've just been under a heavy load, but who hasn't really? Um, but it was, it was the right timing. It was a call that we set up, but we haven't talked in a month. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as we began to talk, he just started sharing his heart, uh, with me about what God had put on his heart for me. And, uh, I really had only shared these deep down things with you and nobody else. So it was, it's always, it's always, uh, encouraging to get confirmation, to hear confirmation, to hear encouragement when you, it's something you're not sharing with a person, but they feel like it's something in their spirit that they need to deliver to you. Well, and it goes to the point you and I have talked about there. You have a small circle of people that you allow permission to speak into your life. And this just happens to be one of them that you trust, but yet you don't confide in much. Mm-hmm. It's not like, um, I have PJ. So when I, I have PJ and I have Rita, Rita's had a lot on her plate. So I've kind of left that to the side for now because I don't want to add to what she's got going on. And then with PJ, PJ is similar to Rita, but she is actually my swift kick in the ass. When mm-hmm. when I start going downhill, I can give her the bullet notes and 20 minutes on an elliptical machine, and then she's up my ass and telling me, okay, we're doing this, 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 and this. And then she's asking me all the questions that I wouldn't normally think mm-hmm. to answer. Or I would, and I just don't want to answer them to myself. You have that same little group of people. And um, I have one or two that I don't really talk to very often, but they just happen to call at just the right time. And um, I think it's important if you don't have that support system with everything that you've been under, I could tell you till I'm blue in the face, this is what I think you need to do. This is what I think is going on. But sometimes my voice doesn't penetrate either because we've got stuff going on here. Mm -hmm. And it's not um, a dig because I'm the same way. There are moments when I'm just so in my own funk that, your voice is not the voice that's going to pull me out. Mm-hmm. Your arms are the one that are going to help me and hold me up, but your voice is not the one that hits the target. And it's nothing against you, and I, I hope the guys don't feel that way with their spouse either. We're not pushing you out. We just want you to be the comfort. Somebody else has to be the ass kick in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the same thing, I think, for you, because we've had these conversations and we've done these podcasts in the past where it's like, yeah, but babe, you, th- this is what's going on. And yeah, you know, you know, but then having that outside voice come in and just confirm this isn't always going to be this way. You're not doing this for nothing. You are going in the right direction. We do have a plan. It just seems to reshift and then slowly, little by little, your perception of the incoming phone calls, the way you talked when people were calling, the conversations that you had. Um, your attitude in the situation, it just all shifted gear. Yeah, it did. And it wasn't, I, I don't even know if it was intentional in the moment or if it just sort of happened because it resonated with you. But I heard the change because I was in the room. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, so you've kind of found your, your groove again, so to speak. Um, I guess the reason I wanted to do this podcast was because we don't just go through stuff. We have methods to get through it. We have people we talk to. We have our date nights where we hash stuff out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I kept you up the other night till like 1 o'clock just babbling because we hadn't had a heart-to-heart conversation in a while because there was just so much 
Yeah, you were too on. you were too sick for a while to have a conversation. So Yeah, or anything else for that matter. So it was just kind of like <sighs> our connection time was sitting in the chair for 2 or 3 hours binge watching TV, which we don't normally binge TV. So, we it's been a complete total shift for us this month. But I wanted to kind of put it back out there that the kids have all these things they're going through. So how we refocus them is you put out a goals list. I know this is what 2020 looked like. And we're all going to say it was a shit year. Not everything about it was. But going from we're going to be on campus. We're going to play sports. We're going to go to dances. We're going to have boyfriends. We're going to do all these things to you've been squashed. And now you're behind a desk and you're homeschooling again. Just took the wind out of all of them. Yeah, and I'm I'm here to tell you, um, for somebody who endeavors to work from home someday, it is a challenge to work <laughs> at home, mm-hmm. and then when work is over, you're still at the office. Yeah. There's no, it's almost like there's no um, separation. I mean, when I, usually when I come in my room, we have it set up, we're kind of, we're squished in this room, even though it's a big room. Because we collect and keep everything in the world. Um, but it is my little oasis. And, you know, uh, come in here, have my chair. I'm obviously very connected to this chair because it helped. It housed me through <laughs> three years of healing from surgery. But when I come in here, I can just get a breath of fresh air. Let all my defenses down because this is my oasis. And it turned into my war room. Mm-hmm. And it just made a big difference. That's why I've got to figure out building a studio. Yeah, we'll, we will have a home here. office when we're ready to bring you home. So that is... Because I have to have a writing room. I can't, yeah, we I got, can't do we've got to get that because in order to do this podcast and hopefully someday not hear the dogs bark um, or, or Hunter... Or, yeah, 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 that's the case. <laughs> But I agree with you, and I felt the change in me after speaking to my friend. And um, I was very sad when he moved away, and we lost touch. Even though we didn't lose our connection, we lost touch. Um, But we had just recently, a month ago, decided to start calling again. But when he started to share his heart with me, I don't know. Sometimes it's even like the podcast. It's like, anybody really listening? I mean, I see the downloads coming, and I know the prayers are going up. Um, but there are times when things get really tough where it's like, okay, what the, what the heck's going on? Is anybody really listening here? You look up at the sky and you go, Hey dude, (laughs) Hey, Hey dude, you know, father, what do you got going on here? Not that, not that you are so much nicer in your conversations than I am. I talk to God the same way I talk to anybody else. What the hell is going on and where's my directions? Yeah. So that it was it was great. Um it solidified it, it it just recentered some things in me. And I just a shout out to y'all that do work from home. You work at home, live at home, do everything at home. It was a challenge that I hadn't faced, you know, to come through with that. Now, you know, like 20 days into it, I'm finally catching my groove and now I'm going to get to go back to work. So, well, and I think one of the biggest things for you is you've lost your drive time. You know, that commute is your, your quiet time. That's your, listen to your books, listen to podcasts, talk to your, your people that you need to connect with personally. That, that was your, um, that, that was like your sanctuary too, because it's private time. 
except for the 15 million phone calls you might get in between, but you still had an hour and a half up and an hour and a half back. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse and, all of the same. Yeah, but it was a getaway. You know, if if work is just stacked on you and it's on your neck, when you get in the truck to drive home, you have an hour and a half to shift gears and get out of work and the noose and come home and just be dad and Quincy. And that I think not having that this week was just, you were fighting it. You were really fighting with it because you get home, you're, you're home and it's like, okay, well I could, I could work out when I'm done with work, but then you get off from work and you're still kind of standing around, not really sure what you should be doing. And it's like, well, we could have dinner earlier cause you're home, but that wouldn't make sense either because that's not how we do things. <clears throat> so it was, it was just a transition, but I think doing the things that you did and how things have played out has been a little bit easier. What is up, man versus marriage nation? It is the Q dog. And I want to let you know that uh, I don't generally get excited about a whole lot of things. I just live an excited life, but I get jacked up and excited when people get excited. And my favorite person is Jeannie. And when she gets excited, man, it gets me all fired up. And that's why I want you to go over to Etsy and go to a shop called Love and Blankets. Love, A-N-D, Blankets. And I've had 11 blankets made. And I have to tell you, they are fantastic quality. Very, very easy to order. And you've heard the saying before that you get what you pay for. Well, when Samantha makes you a blanket, you get more than you paid for. And it's called... Love and Blankets. There is no offer code. There is no coupon because she's not sponsoring the show. I was so impressed that I just asked her permission to share it on my show. And for more credibility for Love and Blankets, here is Jeannie to tell you about her blanket. My King's blanket that you bought me? It's yeah. my favorite. He bought it for me for Christmas last year, and I think I've used it almost every single day because you like to use the air conditioner when it's hot. <laughs> but it, yeah, it is my favorite. It's kind of heavy, weighted, um, extremely warm, and I don't share because it's my king's blanket. So, But we got um, different characters and different teams and stuff for the kids, so everybody's got their own, and it's been really cool so far. Customize your blanket. Love and blankets on Etsy. Let Samantha take care of you. I'm telling you, your wife will absolutely love the blanket. I don't know if that's why she calls it love and blankets. But hey, go do it. All right, we out. Um, for myself, I had to go back to um, reevaluate some things. You and I have been talking. We've been when going through some books and stuff and, and talking about... Um, you know, digging into fears and digging into what's holding us back. And you're doing your, your voice thing. And I'm still working on the book and both of us keep getting these hangups mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, so what the hell, why can't I just push past this? And I, while I was down, I was like, well, I can't really do anything else. I'm going to read. So I started reading and getting into some more material. And then lo and behold, I ran across a couple of books that suddenly made sense. And it's like, wait a minute. I think that way. Why do I think that way? I shouldn't think that way. This is not, this is not healthy for me. And I started digging a little bit deeper. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to take January off because obviously COVID, I can't do anything 
physical. I mean, I'm going up and down the stairs and I'm struggling to breathe. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then we have Hunter and Kiki and trying to keep them quarantined away from everybody and keep them away from your webcam calls and the kids going back into school and then two kids getting sick. So we didn't know what we're dealing with. It's like, I, I can't lock in on my story. I can't get into my imagination because there's too much reality happening in my space. Yeah. So I just decided I'm going to go a different route and I'm going to go after reality then. And so I started getting into um, figuring out my fears, mapping them out, playing the because game. That freaking exercise, he'll tell you I stayed up till like 4.30 in the morning one night doing this exercise in this book and just because it intrigued me. And as I'm going through it, the whole freaking time I'm doing it, I get to the end of the first one and go, what the hell? Like, this is not supposed to be here. Yeah. We did this with Rita. Why is this still here? But getting down to the bottom of it, it helped me to refocus where my goals go now because now I recognize I'm still sitting there. I shouldn't still be sitting there. Um, I was joking with Rita because one of the exercises that I did was getting down to your core values. And they give you... This chick gives you a list of like 75 different values and wow. a lot of them coincide and eventually you kind of get everything together until they're in these clusters and then finally you figure out what your core is. Okay, if you listen to us, you know, I hate being emotional. I hate it. Hate it. But yet, it's what I thrive for. My core value at the absolute core of who I am, if it doesn't make me feel, I don't want it. And it doesn't matter, apparently, what it makes me feel. It just has to have an emotional attachment. So now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of, nitty of good emotional attachment versus bad emotional attachment and kind of picking through the weeds. So I made the shift this month to say, okay, I'm going to take the rest of this month to just deep dive into that. So that when I start February 1st and I go into my writing a, hopefully I'll have figured out what's blocking me and keeping me from actually getting my goals. Finding out that you're afraid to succeed and you're afraid to fail all at the same time. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the middle of everything. So um, I bleeped that F word. Aren't you proud of me? I actually took the space there for a second. Um, I, I'm actually learning that I have to find a middle ground. Now I need to figure out what that middle ground looks like. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Um. And then just deciding, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to freaking do it. I'm going to finish. I talked to my editor the other day, and we're going back to the original book. We're going to cut a few things out, and I'm going to send it back to her, and we're going to get it ready to go. I'm just waiting on the name to come through. As soon as my name is done, I've already got the cover set. I've already talked to the cover guy. I'm just going to start throwing stuff into motion rather than yeah letting it sit in a file on my computer because it looks so pretty in the file right here. Uh, and I can't screw up if it's sitting in the file, right? So we've both kind of taken a step back to reevaluate. You know, I basically for the last two and a half months, I have been numb to a lot. Because once I hit, I, and I know this about me and Quincy knows this about me, when I hit an emotional head spin or I hit a major speed bump that turns into a crater, that I, I, it takes me a while to dig out of it. it. It takes me a long while to resurface. And if it's something that pissed me off or hurt me, it takes me a while to get back to not wanting to eventually tear apart the cause. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's very <clears throat> difficult for me to, to switch back because my strength overextended is to protect. I nurture to a degree, but my strength is to protect. 
and to, um, what's the word? Defend what's mine. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to our kids, when it comes to you, listening to the stuff going on in Quincy's job. And I'm not, I don't even know half the crap that's going on. I just happen to know what bothers you. You know what I mean? I'm not involved in the work end of it. You just, when you come home and you need to yell or vent or whatever on the sounding board, which is fine. Keep it general. I am. <laughs> but it's like the COVID rules changed. So you get set in this routine and you've got it going and then, okay, now we got to do this. And it's not just you that has to shift gears. It's everybody mm -hmm. that has to shift gears. And then it's like a stump for you too. So I listen to it and I watch it and I'm over here going, why can't people just leave shit alone? Like, why can't we just, we're doing good. Everybody's doing good. And then the rules change and then we all get sick. What the hell? It was supposed to make it better. Now we're all <laughs> sick, you know? It's, it's little stupid stuff that just compiles. And I'm learning, I'm making myself learn how to prioritize. Okay. What to defend, what not to defend what's important, what's not important, which emotion I want to be in and which one is the right one to attack, so to speak. So this is what I hear as far as making this a, making this a useful playbook episode. I hear... I'm review, redirecting priorities. <laughs> review, prioritize, uh, proceed. No, prioritize, plan. Proceed. And then proceed. But now in doing this, here's the key that we both are. Th this is the biggest part of this, okay? A, you have to have something to plan it out on. You made the goals list for the kids, and now they all have a target to go after. I made it for you too, woman. I haven't touched it yet because I was doing my other thing. Okay. Um, I am doing it though. And then for you, we'll use you as the example. Get a third voice. Get another voice in your head that's completely outside of the situation. We're all going through shit. We're all going through COVID. We're all dealing with homeschooling, jobs, the whole mess. But your personal, what you're dealing with, get an outside voice. Your spouse is great, but I would suggest the third party. I had to do the same thing. I started texting Rita because of stuff that was going on with my dad. And then once we got into that, it just went into a regular conversation. It's like, guess what I found? And she thinks it's hilarious because no shit, Sherlock. I already knew this. Um, but it was a confirmation for me because I finally figured out what she's been trying to tell me. It took me five freaking years to get there, but oh well. Yeah. Um, plan it out. What's your plan of attack? Okay, you've got your goals, but how are you going to get there? What are you going to do with it? I'm having to break down what I'm writing, when I'm writing, and put in actual time frames and locking in dates with my editor because if I lock in that time she's saving that time for me now I'm I'm beholden to somebody and accountable because if I screw up her schedule I put everybody else behind mm -hmm. um so I'm having to lock that in and then basically just pulling up your big boy undies and getting it done yeah you know I, yeah and I and I agree and I do have people that I speak to um in my life to get a um an outside point of view and it's people that i trust the circle of trust for me is very very super small mm -hmm. and becoming vulnerable was very hard for me because i wanted to do it on my own but i learned like you've heard in in prior episodes that i thought i was being a burden on people i didn't want to be a burden on people 
when I shared my vulnerabilities, but it actually helps because we are helping each other. And I mean, look at you in your marriage. You have a third voice and a fourth voice, which is Jeannie and myself. So if I didn't, if I didn't live what I'm asking you to do, I would be a hypocrite. And I don't, that's not how I, that's not how I live. So that's a good word, honey. That's a, that's a great word. And this is a great episode. Um, because I think success for us is review what you've done, um, prioritize what needs to happen, plan it out, and then proceed with utter dominance to get to get it to get the plan executed. And uh, that's a wise word. And the I, last uh, thing I would add to that is if if you're like Quincy and you can make your list and you can just look at it and say, okay, in a year this is where I want to be, go for it. If, however, you were like me, chunk it down. PJ worked with me, and I told her, I want to do one year. This is what I want to do. And she said, I hear 12 weeks. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, I want to do a year. She says, mm, I'm hearing 12 weeks. And the reason we do that is because a year to me is overwhelming. Yeah. A long distance gives me a lot of time to take off, screw up, take a cheat meal, whatever. Yeah. So putting it into smaller chunks... It was, let's look at your progress at this point and let's see how finely tuned we can be over this short amount of time. And then that way at the, at the 12 weeks, and she did, she kicked my ass. There were a couple of things that I just could not lock down. I did good, but I didn't do great. Mm -hmm. So our next 12 weeks, we were aiming for great life happened. Shit's not working. We'll be starting up again. Yeah. But um, just knowing where my hiccups were, now going into the next 12 weeks with her, when we're able to start it back up, we have a totally different plan of attack. And the focus has to become sharper. So taking it in smaller chunks is easier because now I can look and see, I did good. Yeah. I made this goal. I did good. Yeah. But I want to get better. Yeah. I Rather than looking at... I'm going to do this and I'm going to be perfect at the end of the year. Not happening for me. That's not, and that's, <laughs> that's not how I look at it either. I mean, I look at, I set a target for X amount of time. It's a long off target. It may be a five-year goal. What I do is I make sure to set a goal in the future. And then I keep, I put my smaller goals to make sure that I stay on that trajectory because that's how I still chunk it up and small mm -hmm. like this 75 hard carnivore i've i've never done this particular challenge and i'm finding that 75 days is it's good i'm at i'm on day 21 and it's good to say okay it's it's like exactly what pj said hers is 12 weeks i'm looking at 75 days um and you know i had to get rid of heavy cream. Usually I cut stuff for three months that has a hold on me. And I had a love affair. I've never cheated on my wife. I never will. But boy, I came close to it with heavy cream and coffee, baby. Whoo, my Lord, it had my, it had my heart. It had my soul. But I gave it up because I've got some health goals that I need to get to in the next year to get this excess skin off of me mm -hmm. and take, you know, get into the next chapter. So it's, I, I can't like set a goal a year from now and then not like make the goals like chunk them up make them smarter I'm mean, smaller to make my plan I kind of just look at both every once in a while I have to come up from the water to make sure I'm still headed towards the lighthouse 
So that's why I set that overarching goal. See, I do the smaller ones, and then I allow myself a reward when I get to the smaller ones. That way, I have something I'm working towards. Obviously, with hockey season getting blown out of the water, I wasn't able to get my, my big goal, which we had discussed. But um, what I did this time is when I got to my first goal, yes, I had my cheat day because it was my birthday, and I was not going to miss my birthday. Uh, but I actually didn't do so bad. I was surprised. I didn't want as much as we had. I I really didn't want it. But I did get more ink. I did get my piercings that I've been wanting. I allowed myself things that I didn't do before because I wasn't happy with how I looked or I didn't. I wasn't going to show it off. What was the point in having something if you don't want to show it off? Yeah. So um, I allowed myself those. Now I have to figure out. That's where I'm at now is what what's my reward going to be when I get my first draft edited and ready to go? What's my reward going to be when it's actually ready to upload and release? You know, what I, I have to figure out those targets now of what was valuable to me and what do I want? Obviously, I wanted it to be hockey tickets, but that's still not on the table. So I'm disappointed that you missed an excellent opportunity for a pun. You should have said hockey season was put on ice. You said it was blown out of the water. Anyway, this... Uh, it's going. I just can't go see it. This playbook episode is violating the playbook episode time constraints. I think you... Love did, you, Ashley. You did very well. <laughs> She's not even going to edit it down. So you, your love goes to the listeners that expected a, you know, a playbook episode 15 to 20 minutes. You left me in charge. That's... I did. <laughs> um, All right. Thank you. I think you did great. I actually, I know you did great, and it's very helpful, uh, and it always helps me to package it up. So review, prioritize, plan, execute, or proceed. Um, it's great. It, it was a great show, and uh, it actually helped me. And it's always nice to sit back and see what you have to say as you observe me, because I don't generally hear a lot about what people think when they observe me, and I trust you. So even if I don't necessarily agree 100% with what you were thinking I was thinking, I still enjoy it. <laughs> so thank you. There you go. Things change. The Playbook episode. Quincy Moran, Jeannie Moran. This is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.